John chapter 1 and verse 29. The next day, John sees Jesus coming unto him and saith, Behold the Lamp of God, which takes away the sin of the world. Amen. We started this same topic, the Lamp of God, uh, some time ago, and we want to continue it today. The Lamp of God. The other time, I asked a question. I said, how would you feel if you walk past somebody in the street and the person turns and says, look at that lamp going? Or you meet somebody in the marketplace and the person says, look at the sheep coming. How would you feel? But John saw Jesus passing by and he screamed and said, behold, the lamp of God that takes away the sin of the world. And in the verse 36, John chapter 1, it said, Behold, the lamp of God. And Jesus was not offended because he knew that he had come into this world and his mission was to come as a lamp. But ladies and gentlemen, the other time we look and the reason why in our teaching which we had why jesus uh, should be described as a lamb and the reason why he was not offended when john called him a lamb hebrews chapter 9 hebrews chapter 9 verse 22 to 23 and almost all things are by the law patched with blood and without the shedding of blood, there is no remission. Verse 23, it was therefore necessary that the patterns of things in the heavens should be purified with this, but the heavenly things themselves with better sacrifices than this. And so the Bible says that, Without the shedding of blood, there is no remission. Remission means forgiveness, cancellation of the debt, the sin that we have committed. Remission means cancellation of our debt or sin, our sins. But then under the old covenant, they were using the blood of bulls and goats and heifer. But that could not take away the sin completely. So every year, the high priest or the priest had to go into the temple to perform the same sacrifice. Now listen to Hebrews chapter 10. Hebrews chapter 10, let's read from verse 3. But in those sacrifices, there is a remembrance again made of sins every year. Verse 4. For it is not possible that the blood of bulls and of goats should take away sins. Wherefore, when he cometh into the world, he saith, Sacrifice an offering thou would not, but a body thou hast prepared me. Verse 6. In burnt offerings and sacrifices for sin, thou hast no pleasure. 7. Then said I, Lo, I come in the volume of the book it is written of me to do thy will O God 
above when he said sacrifice and offering and burnt offerings and offering for sin that would not neither has pleasure therein which are offered by the law now verse 9 then said he lo i come to do thy will o god he takes away the first that he may establish the second and so he takes away the first that he may establish the second why because god was not pleased with the first sacrifices the first sacrifices of animals the blood of bulls and goats did not please god so god takes away the first that is the first priesthood that he will establish the second the second priesthood which is jesus the body of jesus so jesus said a body thou has prepared me god was not pleased with the blood of bulls and uh, goats and sheep uh, for the sacrifice because he could not take away the sin completely so every year it was a repetitive something the the priest had to go to the temple and perform the same sacrifices every year but listen to something god wanted a sacrifice that would be one time for all and that sacrifice the atoning sacrifice must consent himself to stand in the sinner state i'm saying that the atoning sacrifice must be the one to consent himself to stand in the sinner state that means that the sacrifice the one to make the atonement must be the one who agrees who willingly offers his body to shed his blood in place of the sinner but this sheep and goat they could not die willingly in place of man the sheep when they dragged them to the 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 the, the, the slaughter then they they also will be dragging back and they say the goats will also be dragging back and they they say they couldn't die willingly on behalf of man but listen to jesus in john chapter 10 and verse 17 to 18 it says therefore does my father loves me because i lay down my life that i might take it again verse 18 no man takes it from me but i lay it down of myself i have power to lay it down and i have power to take it again this commandment have i received of my father oh goodness gracious me so he lays down his life willingly he consented to die in the place of the sinner nobody forced him he willingly offered his life he said i lay down my life and i take it up again and this is the reason why my father loves me this is the reason why god took away the first 
He took away the first that he may establish the second. According to the writer of Hebrew in Hebrews chapter 10, verse 9, he said, He took away the first that he will establish the second. The second priesthood, that is Jesus, the offering of his body for the shedding of his blood for the sins of the world. And so we said that the priest had to go every year to the temple to perform the same sacrifice. But the temple was constructed by Moses according to the pattern that is in heaven. God gave the pattern of the temple to Moses and Moses constructed the temple here on earth according to the pattern that is in heaven. And so the temple here on earth received the sacrifice of bulls and goats and sheep. But the real thing in heaven, which is the figure of the true, needed a better sacrifice than the blood of bulls and sheep and goats. Now, uh, stay, stay with me, stay with me. Don't get confused. I'm saying that the real thing in heaven needed a better sacrifice than the blood of bulls and goats. Why? Because the Bible, the Bible, remember that the, the Bible draws our attention to something that happened in heaven. Lucifer fought the angels of God. And Michael, Michael, cast him down here on earth. Michael cast the dragon, he fought the dragon and cast him down on earth. Now heaven is the dwelling place of God. And so the dwelling place of God, there is no sin. So where heaven, where God dwells, there is purity. But ever since Lucifer fought the angels of God, that means that he had defiled heaven. And so heaven itself, Lucifer had introduced something to heaven. There was a fight in heaven. So heaven had become impure. It was no longer pure as it ought to be in the beginning. And so now heaven itself needed purification. But how would that be? The Bible says in Hebrews chapter 9 and verse 22 that without the shedding of blood, there cannot be remission. There cannot be forgiveness. And so heaven needed a better sacrifice than just the blood of bulls and goats and heifer. And so heaven, so the Christ, that is the Christos, must take blood of himself and sacrifice that blood, shed that blood for to purify heaven and also for the atonement of the sin of mankind. And so now listen to this. Catch this. I want you to catch this. Hebrews chapter 9 and verse 22 to 24. It says, and almost all things are by the law patched with blood. And without the shedding of blood, there is no remission. Verse 23, 
it was therefore necessary that the patterns of things in the heavens should be purified with this but the heavenly things themselves with better sacrifices than this the heavenly things themselves with better sacrifices than this i want to take the verse 23 again it says it was therefore necessary that the patterns of things in the heavens should be purified with this but the heavenly things themselves with better sacrifices than this verse 24 for christ is not entered into the holy places made of hands with the figure with the figures of the true but into heaven itself now to appear in the presence of god for us let me add 25 nor yet that he should offer himself often as the high priest enters into the holy place every year with the blood of others which blood of others that the others are the animals the bulls the goats and those he said heaven needed purification because he said without the shedding of blood there is no remission and he says that there should be better heaven needed better sacrifices than this so that better sacrifice is christ so christ took blood of himself and he prepares him as a body hebrews chapter 10 and verse 5 is a wherefore when he comes into the world he said sacrifice an offering that would not but a body thou hast prepared me and so he prepares him as a body and that body was going to be in the womb of a virgin so that he will be born and if he is born then he becomes a lamp because lambs have body but spirits do not have and also lambs have blood but spirits do not have so if he becomes a body if he is born and he 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 becomes a body then he becomes a lamp because lambs have blood then his blood can be shed for the sins of the world hallelujah goodness gracious me and so we say he prepared him as a body christ took a body for himself and the body that is prepared is called jesus but the spirit is called christ the christos the anointed one and so he shed his blood for the forgiveness of mankind for the atonement of our sins so that we receive our forgiveness because without the shedding of blood there is no remission again because of what had happened in heaven that the dragon fought the angels of god in heaven heaven needed purification according to the writer of the book of hebrew in hebrews chapter 9 verse 23 and 24 as we just read so he took blood of himself and he died so that his blood could be used for purification also in heaven and now listen to this isaiah chapter isaiah chapter 53 
Isaiah chapter 53 and verse 7. He was oppressed and he was afflicted, yet he opened not his mouth. He is brought as a lamb to the slaughter and as a sheep before her shearers is dumb. So he opened not his mouth. Oh, goodness gracious me. So they took him as a lamb and they led him to the slaughter in Calvary, Golgotha. And can you imagine, can you imagine, ladies and gentlemen, the contempt and the indignity that a son of God suffered on that Friday, that Easter Friday. Can you imagine that they took him as a lamp and the, 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 the bluff of the, the soldiers the, in the courtyard of the, of the chief priest, in the courtyard of the they, they bluffed and they slapped him in the courtyard of Pilate and they said, prophesy to us if you are, you are a prophet. Tell us the one who slapped you. And the, and the shame and the indignity that he suffered on the way to Calvary, as the spectators line up on the way to Calvary, whilst they shouted disapproval was on him, but he opened not his mouth. Isaiah said he opened not his mouth. He restrained himself. You see, throughout history, we have seen the restraints of God. God has restrained himself in the lives of certain men who shed blood. And God had kept silent as if God could do nothing for these men to have their way because he restrained himself. We have seen the restraint of God in the life of Alexander the Great. We have seen the restraint of God in the life of Adolf Hitler, who killed some uh, millions of Jews. We have also seen the restraint of God in the life of Stanley. But the restraint God could not be compared to how the Son of God, Jesus Christ of Nazareth, restrained himself on this Easter Friday. Uh, because if he had opened his mouth, and if he had reacted, that could have changed the times and the season. Just imagine even when he just said, whom do you seek? Whom do you seek? And the Roman soldier said, Jesus of Nazareth. And he says, I am he. The Roman soldiers who were powerful, they fell down just by saying, whom do you seek? Just by saying, I am he. I am he. So just imagine if he had spoken a word, evil would have happened. And that could have changed the times and the season. But he restrained himself. He said, oh, Richard, what do you mean? Tell me, uh, Matthew chapter 26, Matthew chapter 26 and verse 53. Matthew 26. And verse 53. Now let's read Matthew 26 and verse, verse 53. 
um please i said just stay with me don't get confused now we are we are in matthew 26 now verse 53 all right okay i read thinkest thou that i cannot now pray to my father and he shall presently give me more than 12 legions of angels and so when the roman soldiers came with judas there were angels standing by they were ready for combat they were combat ready in heaven and jesus said all that he said was that don't you think that i can pray to my father and he can he will presently send me more than 12 legions of angels you see a legion of the military is six thousand but the commander is not counted among them so a legion is six thousand plus one and the commander's bodyguards are not counted also and so the commander could have about three four or five bodyguards so a legion is more than is six thousand plus and so jesus said don't you think that i can pray to my father that he will presently he will presently send me more than 12 legions of angels that means that if i open my mouth right now and i pray to my father he will release immediately over seventy-two thousand angels right away because if a legion is six thousand and 12 legions, 12 legions that is 12 times six thousand so more than seventy-two thousand angels will come right away to fight for me if i open my mouth and pray to my father right now but he kept quiet because isaiah said he opened not his mouth uh, he restrained himself that he could be led as a lamp to the slaughter because the blood of bulls and goats and heifer could not take away the sin completely and again john says that he is the lamp of god and also the 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 the, the, the real thing in heaven needed a better sacrifice than just the blood of bulls and goats so he had to restrain himself then he could be led to the slaughter uh, in calvary to be slaughtered as a lamp on the cross they hung him on the cross uh, that is how he suffered indignity and the contempt and the disapproval words that they poured out on him but he kept quiet and he opened not his mouth so that and that is the beauty of the sacrifice of christ he offered himself willingly he said i lay down my life for the sheep that i will take it up again and this is the reason why my father loves me he offered himself willingly to go through this shame and indignity and the contempt 
that he pour out on him. But on the cross, before then, you see that he was taken on Friday and they put him on the cross on Friday. That was the Friday of the Jewish, the Jewish Passover, the Passover lamb. And he was killed on that Friday, which is the sixth day of the week. That is the sixth day of the Jewish Passover. He was hung on the cross on Friday. They killed him the Friday, the sixth day of the Jewish Passover, because he came to die for man. Uh, his blood was to be shed for the sins of man. And man was created on the sixth day. So he died on the sixth day, the day that man was created, because his blood was to be shed for the atonement of sin, for the forgiveness of mankind. But on Saturday, the next day, which was the Sabbath, the rest day, Jesus, his body, rested comfortably in the tomb. So that Friday, before he gave up the ghost, he screamed and said, it is finished. He didn't say, I am finished. He said, it is finished. It is finished because it is a work that he came to do for man. His death was work that he came to do for man. First uh, John chapter 3 and verse 8. The, the Bible says that for this purpose was the Son of God manifested that he would destroy the works of the devil. So he came to die, he was manifested as man, as a human being. Christ was manifested as Jesus. That is the body that he prepared for himself so that he could die for mankind, for the forgiveness, the remission of our sin. That is the work that he came to do. And he finished his work on the sixth day. That was the Friday of the Jewish Passover. Just as the father started his work and finished the work of creation on the sixth day, the son also, Jesus said, the son will do nothing except what he sees the father doing. So just as the father finishes work of creation on the sixth day, the son also finishes work of coming to die for man on the sixth day. And the father rested on the seventh day, which was the Sabbath. And the son also rested his body rested comfortably on the seventh day, which was the Sabbath. He said, it is finished. It is finished because the work that he came to do for man, by coming to die in place of man, for the wages of sin is death, but a gift of God 
is eternal life through Christ Jesus our Lord. Uh, Romans chapter 6 and verse 23. Jesus brought that work to an end that day. So he said it is finished. He has finished his work of coming to die for man. And so when you finish your work, when you work and you are done, you rest. So Jesus rested comfortably. His body was resting in the, in the tomb on the Sabbath day. The Father could have resurrected the body on the, that Saturday, the Sabbath day, but no. Just as the Father rested from his work on the seventh day, the Son was also resting from his work on the seventh day, because the Son would do nothing except what he sees his Father doing. And so he resumed when he, he had rested from his work. He resurrected on Sunday morning, Sunday dawn, the Son, Jesus of Nazareth, he, rest, he, he resurrected, sorry, he resurrected from the dead, the, the tomb. Uh, he didn't resurrect Sunday afternoon, he didn't resurrect Sunday evening or night, but dawn Sunday morning. Giving you and I hope that it doesn't matter the errors that we have made, the sins that we have committed, the Father can still give us a new beginning. Because Sunday is the beginning of the week. The first day of the week, the new week, he resurrected that first day of a new week, that Sunday. But ladies and gentlemen, come with me. On the cross, they hung two men by his side. They were thieves. They were thieves. And one said, if you are the Messiah, why can't you save yourself and save us? If you are really the Messiah, save yourself and then save us also. And the other said, he said, hey, so don't you fear God? We have been sinners all our lives. We have been sinning. We are sinners. And indeed, we deserve the punishment for our sins. What we are going through now, the punishment, we deserve it. But this man here, what has he done to deserve this? And then he turns to Jesus and he says, Jesus, remember me when you enter into your kingdom. And Jesus, even in blood, oozing in blood from the face, the palm, the whole body was birthed in blood. And he turns to this man in pain and he says to him, I promise you that today you will be with me in paradise. You will be with me in paradise. Oh, goodness gracious me. He had been a sinner probably all his life. He does nothing to improve himself. 
to change his life, to improve his way of life, but just a simple faith in Jesus. Just an unadulterated faith in Jesus. Jesus says to him, you will be with me in paradise. And do you think that Jesus was playing with Wes? No. That is why Hebrew tells us. And David also brings us into the supernatural. What happened when Jesus died that evening? But we'll pause here and we'll look at what happened. When he said to the man, you will be with me, they will be with me in paradise. Some people say that Jesus, he, uh, he was buried and it took three days for him to come up from the tomb. So that word that he spoke to the man, the thief on the cross, that you'll be with me in paradise. Uh, that word, they have problem with it because Jesus didn't go to uh, paradise or heaven immediately that day. That is their confusion. That is their problem. But I want to tell you, and if you also have the same thought, I want you to know that Jesus was not playing with West. It really happened. But we'll look at that later. So please, uh, this is JSL. Jesus saves the loss. That is the meaning of JSL from Matthew chapter 18 and verse 11. Jesus saves the loss. JSL. You can WhatsApp us, you can call us on 0246135843 is both for whatsapp and call and so please if you want to accept jesus as your lord and personal savior the lamp of god that we are talking about he is jesus of nazareth the Bible says, greater love has no man than this, that a man lay down his life for his friends. John chapter 15 and verse 13. But I want to tell you that you can die unsaved, but you can never die unloved. Oh, goodness gracious me. You can die unsaved, but you can never die unloved. Nobody can die unloved. Because for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. And whosoever will believe in him will not perish, but will have everlasting life. His begotten son is Jesus. He gave him as a lamp for our sacrifice, for the atonement of our sins. And so if you die and you are not saved, it will not be God's fault but because you didn't assess the love that he demonstrated through Jesus by offering the body of Jesus as a lamp for the sacrifice offering. He didn't assess that love. So you can't blame God if you die and you are not saved. So you can die unsaved, but you can never die unloved. Because God loved the whole world. That's why he gave Jesus to us. 
Please, if you want to receive Jesus, the Lamp of God, just speak these words. I want you to repeat these words after us and believe in your heart as you confess with your mouth. Say, Lord Jesus, I come before you this day. You came to this earth and you shed your blood in cover for my sins. Because without the shedding of blood, there cannot be remission for sin. So you died on my behalf. I believe that your work that you did on the cross for me has offered me salvation. Today make me a new creature so that I will not be a castaway when you appear in your glory. Thank you, Lord, for accepting me. Amen. Father, I pray for these ones, anyone who has accepted Jesus, the Lamb of God, as uh, his or her personal Savior. We thank you that as we have believed in Jesus as our Lord and personal Savior, that the Lord grant us your Holy Spirit, that we walk in you, strengthen us, O God, that, that the Lord will not be cast away when you appear in your glory. Thank you, Lord, for answered prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. And so please, if you have accepted Jesus, you can contact us on the number that I gave out earlier, the JSL number. Amen.